20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some phenomenon. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. Look how my three-way. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts going to be drained. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Swinging Around, the sex-positive podcast about swinging and sex. Hello. Welcome. I know. It's uh, been a few weeks since we recorded, um, so we haven't, we, and we haven't recorded uh, Swinging Around since uh, stuff, got, minute, stuff yeah. got really crazy with, it's with, been a minute. with coronavirus. The last episode we put out um, was with Mad Hawkins about mm-hmm. swing. And that was just as things we were, well, started. Well, we recorded it. Got put out a few weeks later, but it, we we recorded it just as like things were like uh, um, the last third of March or um, we had already yeah. started working from home, but it had just started to get crazy. I do I don't even think the stay at home order was in place. I think you know advised to stay home or right. we were working from home. I don't think the executive order was in place at the time. So, for our state, at least, other well, states had been, but for for us in Michigan, it wasn't. Yeah, Michigan. I think California might have been in place already. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't the too many states. states. There wasn't too many states before Michigan, but yeah. So, um, I wanted to start off talking a little bit about um, some coronavirus talk related to swinging um, and sex. So this is uh, from a while ago. From I mean, relative, like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I had read that. Um, uh, strip clubs in Las Vegas, or at least one particular strip club in particular, mm-hmm. was doing um, drive-through, drive-through like strip club shows. <laughs> that's funny to me because if you're not set up to, so be you like just a, like watch through your window. I, that's, so it's I, a live person. So I guess if you're somebody who doesn't like cam or you know don't have the internet or whatever, I like guess cam, like, cam, like oh, cam, cam girls. That's not like, that's not like ham. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe who everybody's got their own thing. I, well, guess, I wasn't but sure. Cam, you know, if you're not somebody who likes a cam girl or just watching porn, you want live and in, in the present. I guess that that works. Well, just the logistics is interesting because if you're just think about a regular strip club. If you're not set up to like have like outside yeah. like viewing booths or whatever, like are they just like standing in like the vestibule of? I the, don't like, know. I mean, play? it's and and like capitalism I think, at its finest. Well, we can figure out a way to make money. True, but isn't there keep you know open? I'd be interested. I don't have any more information, but I would be moderately interested in like having more information because, like, there's laws too about like you can't just like show yeah, public decency. Yeah, so like, what were they things. doing? I don't Who know. Knows? But I but but I know they were doing um, drive by. I mean, everything's drive up these days. Drive up and get your groceries. Drive up and get your pet food. True, like, true. But there's like mechanisms in place for those. Like, what what like, with a strip club? Like, what are they doing? Because yeah. like you can't just like be out on the street anyways. I don't although know. although titty flashing maybe. <laughs> Show us the booze. The idea of like just uh, um. Nudity right from your car is is nice, but also like you really gotta you really want to see some 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 nakedness if you're like willing yeah. to like do drive up and that's the thing though. I mean, there's a lot of people who are alone now who just oh, that's want true. That's some true. connection and but 
I, I imagine the cam girl stuff has probably gone up, I would bet. Oh, yeah. And the I interaction bet. there. I mean, people have got to be lonely if you're single or even if you're in a relationship and it's not going well and, and you're lonely and you can't go out and get some strange. Like, I feel for the single people right now. It's a terrible time to be single. Yeah. And strip clubs are, um, I mean, no business is like doing well, but strip clubs for sure. Like, they're probably, they're well, closed down. Anybody who makes their business on human interaction, like, yeah. Not just strip clubs, but think about all the swinger parties that are all true i guess i was thinking even from like um lap dances and things like that touching contact is um yeah is gonna go down i mean if you need to be within six feet of another person your business is screwed there's a lot more businesses that are being affected that are hard to go out to other than just um the strip clubs but i was just i i had that article on the back burner to like talk about on this show ever since i read it because i was i was Pretty, I was pretty shocked. I was like, drive through, drive through strip clubs. Like, what does that even look like? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I wanted to also, I know that like, um, swinging is and lifestyle parties are dependent on human to human contact. And so mm-hmm. those have got to be down. I know that the clubs that we're aware of in here in Michigan haven't had anything and shouldn't for quite a while, but places are doing virtual meetups. What do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on like virtual? I know. You know, I don't want to knock it until I try it. We haven't, we haven't um, participated in any of those. And, and yeah, would you want to? I guess like the, not, not only like knock it. Like would, like I know that. Um, yeah, if it was something kind of like a speed dating where you're just kind of well, being sexy and chit chatting with with like minded couples, or hell, even if you were maybe banging in front of each other, like like live sex over the over the internet cam, that that could be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think. It would be being in person's better, but it, it's not an option right now. So yeah, I know. I'm, ever since we went to Naughty New Orleans last year, where they were on like the mm-hmm. naughty mailing list. Yeah, they just had a sexy meetup a couple days ago. Yeah, they're doing a lot of virtual things. Um, I know that they over an- the weekend they had one. They announced that they were pushing back Naughty New Orleans to August versus it was it is it usually it's in it's June usually end or of July? July? End of July. Is that what? Oh, oh, like third or fourth week of July. Well, they're not I moving it that far back. Like the email made it seem like they were moving it back a decent amount of oh, decent ways, but they're moving it back to August. And, um, but during the, um, at an earlier time point, which I'm blanking at the moment, they're having like a virtual Naughty New Orleans as well, where there's going to be seminars and things. Mm-hmm. So that might be the kind month of, of May. They're doing all kinds of things new orleans style this month i believe well this was this was specific to they were doing um sort of like a virtual naughty in new orleans uh and they were doing it yeah so i'm just pulling it up now they were they were um let me see here so yeah so they moved it back to august 19th through the 23rd so probably about a month they pushed it yeah and there's and then let's see here, virtual naughty convention for ticket holders. Mm-hmm. So it would have taken like naughty New Orleans would have taken place at July eighth through twelfth. So they okay, moved, so it was so, earlier in July so, this so, year. So they pushed it back a month. Um, well, July eighth through twelfth, they pushed it back about six weeks. Yeah, and so that, and they're calling it their virtual naughty New Orleans, and it's free for everyone who signed up. And if you're not signed up, you can uh, you can sign sign up to be part of the virtual convention and it says they're, they're going to have classes and seminars entertainment daytime and nighttime parties sexy theme nights and of course virtual playrooms so it's it's just interesting because we haven't actually 
we can't speak with authority because we haven't joined any of these. No, I think we should though. Just give it a try. And I, I mean, would be. We if, sh- we should because I'm very curious what a party looks like. Are like I mean, would you want to set up a party scenario in your own like like it's it's i would says, probably want to set up you know, our own room with some dance music and things that, too like i don't know because it says daytime nighttime parties like uh i'm probably naive here and there's probably listeners who are listening and thinking of course this is this is exactly what this looks like when you do an online party but we haven't done it and so i'm having a hard time imagining what the party looks like um yeah the, i don't know i'm thinking a zoom meeting where you know that style or is it a bunch of people who have I don't know. I'm just very, I was just curious about that. It, it's, I think it would be interesting to try when you can't be in, in person. We why should, not we see should what try you can it. do? So, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind putting a nipple up to the camera. And <laughs> I know. So, and as you mentioned, um, and we're talking about Naughty and New Orleans just, um, and the Naughty crew just because we're on those emails. But I, right. there's probably lots of clubs throughout the country that are trying to make their way and you know get some revenue doing things doing things virtually which is which is good and safe yeah i actually just saw an email that came through that um desire resorts actually opening back up yeah but they're providing masks to people and i'm sorry i just i can't like i i agree with wearing a mask like keeping yourself healthy and safe and and trying not to spread the virus Uh, but i just have a hard time imagining being in that sexy atmosphere with a mask on yeah it would be tough like it it would be if you were hoping choice if if, if, i was thinking about this yeah because we were talking about this er, earlier today briefly and you let me know that desire was opening again and we don't have plans to go to desire but i was just thinking about if you did if you did yeah what you would do and they're saying they're providing masks it's almost like would you want to go if if you need to wear masks and the staff is going to all be wearing masks like the sexy atmosphere is just going to go down but at the same time if you're going desire is a couple's resort and so you're going if you're going with your significant other Mm -hmm. and presumably well not yeah and you you still want to dance and have fun and enjoy yourself you need to wear your mask when you're with them or when you're lounging on the beach and um it's maybe when you're walking through the resort. Yeah, I mean, so, I think you could still have a great time. I think it would you would be less likely to want to play with other couples. Yeah, but, I. Think, but I think you could still have a great time. I think if either um, if the expectation was probably just to sort of be in a really sexy atmosphere and spend time with your significant other. Yeah. Or you go with and a, we've been to Desire and not played with other people. Or you go with a close knit group that you've already like do get been within, exposed with or within whatever. six feet, yeah. which. It's probably shouldn't be doing anyways, but I mean, if you're and and but you probably wouldn't be going to, to desire now, like like hoping to maybe meet somebody cool there and and do some playing. That's probably not the because <laughs> you're wearing masks. It's not gonna. It's gonna be tough. I was thinking about that at the grocery store today. I went to the grocery store just to pick up some items, and everybody every everybody's wearing masks, and I'm like, thank God, I'm not a single person. Like you can't even like see somebody or like. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was saying. It's it's a tough time to to not have a significant other right now. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure you can see people's eyes, but it'd be tough to like even strike up a conversation in anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm thankful. And I feel for anybody who's actually single because if you're single, 2020 is going to be a rough year for you <laughs> if you're trying. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to true. find someone. And that's well, just, I mean, that's online dating has just got to. I'm sure go right back up. That's, well, no, that's no, no, your but, flirting mechanism. But then. even then, I mean, I guess you can have like a long like quote unquote long distance or like a virtual relationship because you probably shouldn't meet up in person 
with that person. So unless you're willing to take the risk, true. that's what it comes down to. That's so. true. So the only other thing I want to talk about is it's over now, actually. But early on, when it wasn't known, you know exactly like the how long the shelter in place things were going to um, be in or be in effect. That Pornhub was giving away. Uh, uh, premium premium accounts. Yeah, but see who can ro- who you can rope in, give people a little little extra porn in their well, lives. Brighten I their was, day. I was looking at their website, and they were really like advocating, like um, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're hoping to hook people to stay yeah, on for sure. that longer than that month. But they're really pushing. They were really pushing the flattening of the curve, like and mm-hmm. giving people en- entertainment. And so good for them to to try to give people. Don't go like, out and bang. Stay here with us. Stay here and masturbate. Bang yourself. Yeah. But so that was the only other. Um, goody i guess for from i wonder staying if, at home. if love ends has increased with the the like virtual usage of other people's playlists and stuff just random thought there but i want i, I want to get to our topic in just a moment but i i, I want to pick your brain for a second because we've briefly talked about this just casually around the house a couple of times and i don't know how long um but you were like when 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 are people going to get back to swinging like when would we feel comfortable like you know just talking about you and i like you know things are going to opening up there's the phases that even, yeah michigan even has today phases. well CDC everywhere has, has phases. phases everywhere has phases but even today you know, um certain parts of michigan were opened up starting today actually restaurants yeah. and some some stuff but let's say everything opened up everything was you were able to get with like legally you were able to get within you know uh, be within as a you know another person's space what like when would we want to get back to actually swinging or i would want to have enough comfort that the people that i'm around even if it's not the people i'm i'm actively flirting with but like if you think about the dance floor and the bar and Mm -hmm. i mean you're bumping up and rubbing up against people everywhere you go i would want to have some relative assurance in my head that none of them are have, are positive for COVID, that none of them have been um, well, are asymptomatic or actually, might even have it, which means it's got to be pretty close to being eradicated in the area, in so, the local area for me to be comfortable. So you're actually touching on a couple of things. So first is like just being in, in an environment, like the dance club style. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that but, stuff spreads like wildfire. I guess, it would go in a club I was, so, so it's, quickly. It's actually, two things. So I was actually, so I was at, I mean, they're probably, the answer is probably the same for both, I guess. But it's like, when would you actually like? When would we actually feel comfortable? And that's like assuming meeting like a, a couple and potentially getting down and nasty with them. You know, when I don't know, yeah, yeah. that's and I that's mean, the thing is like I I was making the assumption of of a normal party. I don't think they're going to go back to full capacity for a while. You know, if you think about bars and clubs and things, probably when they do open, they'll be at half capacity and people spread out. Like, I think some of the the swinger clubs will probably have to take it easy a little bit and going back into session too. Yeah, I'm where cu- maybe an 80, 80 couple party is maybe only going to be a forty couple party at first. Or... Yeah, I'm curious about. Um... But do I want to go to the door and have somebody take my temperature and all that? No, I really don't. Yeah, Which it's means it's going to be a while. It's not sexy before um... I'm going to be comfortable because I I want those screening. I don't want to have to screen anyone. You know, I want to be comfortable enough, and that that world is months away. Which is why going back to what we were saying, we probably should. Um, we haven't done much, I'm, um, as, as most people haven't just been home, yeah. um, you know, sheltering in place and whatnot, but we could, we should start getting involved in some of the virtual I things. Th- I think it'd be a great idea. And, and just for some background for our listeners too, part of the reason I say that world is months away is because we're in the Southeastern part, part of Michigan, which is the region of Michigan that got hit the hardest. 
I mean, specifically, we're not in a county that's that's you know had a lot of cases, but we're in a region that has. I guess I, w- I would you know get, within an just... hour of a region that has, and so it's it's going to be a while before this part of our state really opens up. I mean, we could but travel to Ohio or other places. That's but, true. You know, I don't know. And I guess I was um, trying to pick your brain about you know when everything is your is is opened up like the governor has said all the like you yeah. know unrestricted like would when would we still like i, I think take? economically I mean, things will open up sooner than than health wise they're probably fully fully safe in my mind but and, and but, i understand it there's a very fine balance between the economic side of things and the, and and the health side of things it'll probably just come down to some intuition though on our part like yeah oh that's all it like is. a club you know, they've opened things up and a club is actually having a party and we feel, you know, and, yep. well, and we feel comfortable going. The other side of it too is for us to leave, we need a babysitter. And so we have to be comfortable with somebody watching our children, well, whether that's, that's a stranger watching, you know, a fram- family friend or, or a relative, we have to be comfortable with that human interaction too. So there's a lot of different aspects to consider, but let's, let's try virtual and see how that goes. Yeah, I agree. So, so so that, that kind of brings about our topic. We've been spending a lot of time around the house, just you and I and just, you know, no one else around. And it got me thinking about sex in general and the things that can turn a person on when you're not necessarily in a sexy environment. And on the flip side, when you are in a sexy environment, what is it about that environment that turns you on? So funny story. Well, not really that funny, but um, what what made me want to talk about this was a few weeks ago, we were, I don't know, it was like a weekend day, and we were, I don't even know what, just bumming around the house because there's nothing to do, and I remember just pulling you into the pantry and being horny for some reason and like making out and and giving you a little oral in the pantry, which the door doesn't lock in the pantry, but you know, we could close it, and there's something that just like really turned me on about just being in the pantry and not you know, being in a place where you should be doing anything sexy and, you know, there's food in there. <laughs> so you don't want body parts out, but it turned me on. And I was like, why is this turning me on? It's the pantry, you know? <laughs> so I thought, well, let's, what, what a better topic to talk about when people are stuck at home than things at home that turn you on that are unusual or maybe not so unusual. Just sexy turn on in general, right? Yeah. Was that the yeah. idea? Yeah. That's the idea. Just, times and places and things that that turn you on or make you horny so what, what comes to mind around the house or is there any specific situation where you're like mm, she's looking good i want to go bang well the first one since um the i i wrote some some turn-ons here that I, and i try to go for the ones that weren't the obvious um mm-hmm. ones although some some are but um i like i like uh some sexy, sexy athletic, uh, workout clothes. Like we've been doing a lot of, you know, doing a lot of working out, um, at mm-hmm. home and stuff. And just being at home, like yeah. you don't always want to put on jeans and I, <laughs> I haven't put on a pair of dress pants in months, you know, like, like work pants. Well, probably two. <laughs> in months, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think I like a nice, nice set of, um, you know, some yoga pants, some workout gear. It's pretty hot. I have some nice tight ones too. <laughs> You're going to have to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down the next time I put them on. Like, are these good? What about those? <laughs> yeah. I, for me, if I have a beer or two, there's a certain threshold. Like one beer used to be two, but I haven't been drinking much lately. So maybe one. And it turns on like a horny trigger in my head. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's not beer goggles, but I just look at you and I'm like, I need to bone him. 
right now. And then I turn into this cougar and I stalk you. Like I'll look at you from across the living room and I'm like, mm, I got me some meat. I'm going to have to figure out how I can get him to bed later. And usually there's children around. And so I'm like on the sly trying to give you the, the sexy eye. <laughs> Not sure how you know, on the slide ends up being, I think once I'm in the two beers in, then, then I'm probably a lot less subtle, but you're making yourself sound like a day drinker a lot. I'm not at all. <laughs> that's, no, I know you're it's not. It's usually like a, a weekend. Like, like back when the NFL was, was on, it would be football. So it's not uncommon for me to have a beer while we're watching the football game. Oh, side and note. That, and that's when I like notice this the most is like the lions are on, they're losing, but I don't care because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get me some D tonight. Side note, you, I, you have to hear this. It's not swinging related at all. But I was um, reading the news a couple of days ago, and Joe Buck, he's an NFL announcer. He he's paired mm-hmm. with Troy Aikman a lot. You probably you would know yeah. his voice if you, uh, if even if you don't recognize um, the the name Heidi, you you would know the voice. But he was saying that the NFL is planning on contingencies in case they're going to have um, mm-hmm. games with empty Games stadiums. Empty stadiums like how do they and do so it? what they're going to do or they're going to pump in sounds of crowds that's to try what and he said up? and they're going to have to and they're going to try to use crowd sounds you know i mean they have hours you know it's like a laugh track but it's a crowd it, that's track. exactly what it is yeah it's, that's, that's and they're going to have like cheering um and i mean they have hundreds of hours you know millions not millions thousands and thousands of hours i of guess it's no football. different than putting a porn on in the background while you bang right I but mean, it's going to be super weird yeah it'll be weird because Maybe audibly it sounds like you're familiar with, but they, on TV it's gonna look super it's weird. It's gonna look yeah, weird if they would. pan to the crowd or if, or well, they won't, they won't be pan to the stadium, I guess, <laughs> or even like some, you know, depending on you know when they when a kicker kicks off or when they're going for a field, yeah. for a field goal. My guess is kicking. they would keep it tight on the shots to try to avoid some of the you can't the large think about when you I, can't with the kickoff yeah yes, or that's the, or the field goal no you, um, but any other time i'm sure they try to so avoid it's it. gonna be i i like was like you know i hadn't even world's a different of, place right now i it's, hadn't even thought about that it's interesting the the fake like laugh the the um crowd noise that's that's interesting i hadn't heard that before yeah it reminds me when i'm watching porn and it's um european because the moaning sounds weird you have mentioned Doesn't it Doesn't sound weird? Like they dubbed like, it. Like, like they, it's dubbed or, like, yeah. They dubbed the moaning. Especially the European porn. I'm like, is that a German moan? What? <laughs> it, it's just like that. I agree that it does sound like it's dubbed, which, which why you'd ever need to dub porn. I mean, it's possible that some of the foreign porn. It's possible that that's, the, like, that's their voices, but it, it, it happens too often and it just feels disconnected. Like you can tell yeah. when something's kind of been dubbed <laughs> and I agree. I hadn't uh, thought about that in a while. Well, and, and like, I guess that ties into our conversation too, because moaning like the male moan when i'm watching porn is a turn on i'd like to watch gay porn and that's part of it is i double that's double male moaning there (laughs) but not when it's dubbed double good dubbed not so much that's funny and yeah from I, from the it, it like distracts me when I, when I get the <laughs> distracts you no the the dubbed ones i'm like oh this is it, it just seems weird but i do like a good moan you know what's funny is like, i often but, turn the sound down so i don't have the sound well if i'm if i'm um diddling myself and you're still awake and i'm trying and i'm like i know you're in the basement or something and there's the potential that you walk in on me i try to keep the sound low why are you diddling when i'm awake why aren't you coming and getting me i'm always doing mine if you're asleep 
<laughs> well, sometimes if I'm in our bedroom and you're downstairs, you're well, probably asleep too. Well, so. that's true. If we split up and I'm watching a uh, show downstairs or whatever, I I get it. It's just easier to well, plus, like, slip a hand down diddly do and <laughs> You sound like Ned Flanders. <laughs> a little diddly do. It's very Ned of you. <laughs> So, yeah, I do like a good a good moan. But usually, like if you're if I'm watching male porn or even just regular porn, a lot of times the men don't really like groan or grunt too much until they come, and then you just get the ugh, 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 right at the end. But you like it? I still do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're making it sound like you're like kind of like making but, fun of it, but you like it. I do, but I, I mean, it is funny. I mean, they, their grunts kind of align with the squirting. <laughs> ugh, ugh, well. Like, but- I mean, I can relate to that. Obviously, I you know when you're like you're, I'm not a I I don't feel like I'm a big, uh, noisemaker. No, you're not at all. Dur- and but I like, were you to like grunt during sex? It, it's gonna be like a, during the cum shot. It's gonna be as, as that cum is flying out the tip. <laughs> you caught me off guard with the out the tip thing. <laughs> so how do you feel about a good perfume? Is that a turn on? Oh, of of course it is. Of course, smell is, um is obviously a huge turn on and so like do you like the punani smell then is that does that do it for you like if you just get a, a whiff of fresh punani yeah but that's you're usually like in the like mood of or like you're you know if, if you're already done if you're, if you're smelling, smelling punani it, you're, you're probably, like in the you're, in the you're probably of in it. the throes <laughs> um and if and if you're smelling punani and you're not then something's gone horribly you need to go take a shower <laughs> if, but yeah i uh, uh when you're so that's not a smell that i feel like you encounter other than when you're actually like in the throes. Punani smell, not cologne or perfume. Oh, we should hopefully, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But per- perfume. And I will um, say, if a man, if a man's drunk has a smell to it, no, it's got. There is no good drunk smell, unless it's like a somebody put some cologne down there. Well, yeah, I can see that. But like, but drunk no. in and of itself is it shouldn't be smelly. It's not like a punani. No, not not like that pudenda. <laughs> good word. <laughs> I got to read that actually in print in Lost Girls. We'll talk about that sometime. Yeah, I well, not, I it's a real even, word too. I I, I wasn't even it. familiar with it. Yeah, so um, spoiler, we'll be doing a review of um, of Alan Moore's uh, the Lost Girls, Lost Girls, or just Lost Girls. No, I think it, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it um, has the 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 if it's yeah got the social network syndrome where it's you know get get rid of the the the. the. <laughs> but I will say, since that's coming, young readers, listeners, I don't know why I said young. Like, I was thinking young Padawan for some reason. Um, <laughs> go check it out. Find Lost Girls. Read it so that you're prepared. It is lots of sex. Very erotic. Go read it. Then you can listen. Okay. Yes. Plug made. Although it is, it's a little controversial. So, yes. but, so I don't want, but we'll talk about it. We'll, we will talk about that. Um. So getting back to the perfume, of course I like a, a sexy smell. But not perfume. like a Grammy granny perfume. Like I don't there really... are certain flowery perfumes yeah. that I'm like, mm, no, that reminds me. You have me of a my, perfume my right now that I really, really like, and the bottle is getting close to being gone and I like looked there. <laughs> the bottle's also like ten years old, so they don't make I had that. it a long time. They don't you should use it more often. Then it would be gone faster. But they it's don't catch twenty two. They don't make that uh that scent anymore. So I'm like, Oh, what am I gonna like I I'm gonna have you're gonna, you're gonna have to have a new scent. Yeah, well, that's fine. I can have a new scent. You used up all the la- the cologne that I got you, and I haven't 
smell no, you. No, I still, I still have your, I still have cologne. I had gotten you some Tim, Tim McGraw. I, I thought that was so funny that but you it got me like, good. yeah, it's just funny. I don't associate. I shouldn't have this bias, but I don't associate like a, a person's branded cologne with like being of quality. Yeah. But that's that's just a bias. It has nothing to do with in no no basis in reality. And so, um, I mean, I like Tim McGraw's music well enough, but then you got me the, like, I don't know, it was my Christmas one year or whatever. It and it's smelled like, good. I thought, this... I want him to smell like this. <laughs> I want to go to there. It's it's a good smell. I am, and it came with a few different ones. And so, yeah, but like, they're gone now. No, there's, one of them still, one of them still left. So you like, obviously a cologne is a, is a big turn on I do, you. but there's a fine line because um, I've been to clubs and parties, not, not so much while we've been swinging, but just in general, like in the... In the civilian population, I guess. And men can sometimes lay it on too thick or just have a smell that's, you know, the Axe body wash, body spray type smell where it's just too strong or too too in your face. And then that becomes a turn off. So you have to find the fine line of a good scent. And it's there like when you're within someone's personal space, you mm-hmm. know, when you're when you're not following the COVID social distancing rules and you can smell it when you're there, that's good. But if you're following social distancing and you can still smell it, not good. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It goes both ways for uh, for a woman. Like I don't want it. I want it to be a nice, sexy smelling. And and smell is a really interesting thing because you even mentioned it, you know, like not like an uh old woman's perfume or like a you know a f- yeah. not too flowery like there is like a sexy like there are scents that are sexy and it's like and and it's like well why, why? is that sexy i used to love your aqua velva Be- because <laughs> that's like a joke like you hear that on like tv shows you hear stuff. that on like tv shows and stuff about how much of a joke that is i had a you know i mean that was back when we were like young college, in college or, yeah um, early early and so 15 years ago it is interesting that sense like because i feel like there's I can't say I've ever actually been around a ton of like old women and their perfumes, but there's like there's sense that yeah. I, mean, I, I mean I have my there's grandma. There's sense that scream old grandma. I, I mean I have my grandma and I've been around her uh both my grandmas and their friends before, but I don't know. There's just there's just sense that like are uh feminine that yeah. are perfume smells, but there's also scents that are they're feminine but they're not like a sexy smell. Yeah. And I it's agree. just but I think I, they're more floral. But I feel like I could be wrong. But my sense is that you can have that intuition about a smell that you've never smelled before. Mm-hmm. So that way, and what I mean is like you wouldn't even have an association with it. Like you don't have like oh this smells like my grandma's friend smell. So it's like oh I associate that type of a smell with old woman. But I feel like there's sense that like, you encounter that you've never smelled, but you still associate it. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's, there's something about it. It has a characteristic. Yeah, but that, yeah. it's 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 interesting because like what is that? Because it's it's hard to quantify what, because like when you are talking about clothing or something that's like a turn on, like oh her skirt is like super long down to her ankles, like or you know that's not that's not a check. Right. Like, they're like there's just like qualities that you can that there's like that that you can actually quantify, but smell it really isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to describe even. Definitely, a, a sexy smelling perfume is a big turn on. I used to have um, this tiny little bottle, this little glass bottle. I mean, it was like maybe two inches tall, if that, of um, it was supposed to be like a pheromone enhancer where you would put like a tiny little dabble on your neck or whatever. And it was supposed to be this pheromone enhancer. It it, it in and of itself had a slight, um, almost like a citrusy scent to it. It wasn't super strong, but I remember I got that at like a pure romance party one year, mm-hmm. years ago. Do you believe in, in that type of stuff? Well, I don't have it anymore, 
but I don't know. We're together. I definitely believe. I definitely believe. I, I do believe that pheromones help. Do I, I do, do I know if that stuff helped bring out my pheromones? Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt. It smelled good anyway. I do believe in pheromones and that attraction that, you know, the, uh, you know, this person's sweat is sexy to me versus oh, another, there are versus times another person's where, sweat is not attractive. Yeah, there's times where you're, where you're just at the right level of sweatiness where you have this, I call it the man smell. We've got this little bit of man smell, and I'm like, mm. uncomfortable is not the right word for what I'm going to describe in a second. But it makes me it it seems weird. It's almost like a mystical quality where it's like you start to get outside of the realm of like scientific, like you can because it's like how the molecules, like your molecules, I guess, mm-hmm. are like bonding with theirs and like making this combination. Because it's almost like objectively, this this smell is like the same from like you know person A or person B or or like or whatever or or I put on you know this pheromone enhancing that and and you know to one guy it's a turn on and to another guy it's not I mean I mean you I don't know you start yeah. to get into this like I see it more as the animalistic side of sex like sex is is yeah I natural agree. and sex is instinctive and I people agree. just want to do it and I agree like, it's, it's it 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 it's tough though, makes be- me tap into the animal side of me which I think is pretty hot I agree but it also sort of makes me have to admit like I'm a pretty quantitative person and uh evidence-based well no just evidence-based and that's why I would say that I'm um that I'm mostly um atheist although I always hedge my bet and say agnostic because I need to see evidence of things and but pheromones you just there's evidence that pheromones exist I mean that's no 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 there is but it's like it's it it starts to edge into that territory where it's like quantifying what how attraction these common, quantifying, quantifying attraction, attraction is, much different, is yeah. different and it's like it's sort of like like i don't know you're a guy who studied psychology and social sciences i feel like that's not much different if you're quantifying emotion and i mean like there's a lot of things about oh, I humans that are hard to quantify i agree so. um so how do you feel about but, the erogenous zones then and if they exist and if they don't exist and, and you know, aphrodisiac substances too. That's aphrodisiacs kind of fall into the same realm. I don't believe in the aphrodisiac. You think I, it's all placebo I effects? think it is definitely placebo. And I guess that's what I was. And I, I haven't read any, any peer reviewed articles one way or the other. I think that yeah. might be an interesting thing to do is to see what scientific um, peer reviewed, you know, controlled, yeah, studies are yeah. out there if there are any i yeah, bet there are there, i bet there are um it would be and see like and, what and, kind of significant differences and, and, and what endpoints they measured but and social, i agree with you personally social scientists are very smart but it would be really hard to tease out like an aphrodisiac because you have to get well you have to get you know the, your population your your sample that doesn't know that it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac as, right. as one of the controls because otherwise you're just battling the placebo effect which sure. which placebo effects are real and those and it shouldn't be discounted like thinking something an aphrodisiac is enough like so going back real quick one of the things that I will stick with me forever that's interesting is is um the placebo effect and you can condition like your body so for instance I remember one story from um, school was there's a um, it's been shown that if you take whatever medicine, I forget what, what medicine it was, but like you stand in front of the mirror, you pop your medicine at the same time every day, you look in the mirror, you know, pop your medicine for whatever it is, go about your day. If you just 
one, um, it's been shown that you just walk up to the mirror, do the motion, but you don't actually like take the medicine you that like the effects, the, effect, the, the effect, like, um, you know, your heart, your blood pressure is like, can be, is measurably controlled for that day, yeah. even though you didn't take it for that day, but probably not sustainable over probably not sustainable, but you yeah. can, you can condition your body, um, to, to react and that's that's uh, pretty mind blowing that that that, that mm-hmm. actually works. And how does and, and it just gets into the um, aphrodisiacs, the, so, fer- so the pheromones. Alcohol and pot are both considered to be aphrodisiacs. And I talked about how I drink some that's beer true. and it makes me horny. So you know, I, and that's not something that I think is in my head. That's something that I feel in my loins, my <laughs> nether regions. Now erogenous zones are different. So. Um, we have an inside erogenous zone joke. So aphrodisiacs, I'm just gonna. I I don't really have experience that works for me. Like you know that there's no food yeah. that I'm like, oh, eating you, this makes me horny. But you can test. I mean, you can test that but theoretically. Erogenous but. zones, like there's definitely like the like earlobes, like those you can feel. Like you can mm-hmm. feel your body when um, you know, if you're kissed in certain places and uh. So how are, about the eyelid? No, that's, I remember that. That's, we, that's the inside joke. We always, yeah, like that's, we, that's always commonly listed as an erogenous zone. So it, it is, but it isn't for me. Neither for, for neither one of us, the, the eyelid, like if you kiss somebody on, on, on the eyelid, it's, 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 I don't find that sexy. No, but I'm in sure general, there are people zones are, So where are some of your non-sexual, like non-obviously sexual erogenous zones? I don't think I have any, really. I mean, I like the neck and the ear and the like top of the ear, which I have pierced. Which, so you know, that can be something fun to play with. But I, no, I mean, we've we've played around with other erogenous zones to try and see what we can find. Um, I don't mind a toe suck every now and then, and you don't mind it either. But it's it's almost too um, for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sucking of the toe or having my toes sucked is. Um, is almost too too much almost like like like, like a tickle mm-hmm. where it feels really good not a, tickles don't like feel sexually good i don't think but in in the sense that like you can't like there's the tickles that are like so um sensitive and mm-hmm. that and that you just can't handle it for more than like a couple seconds that's how i am with like a toe sucking it's like super hot but it's like you know half a second and it's like okay stop that um yeah yeah it's gonna be a quick yeah i don't th- I, I don't think i have um, too, I don't think I have anything else either. That's um, just like outside of the ordinary. That I can't think of that's, cause I mean, you could be kissed all over your body and mm-hmm. have it feel. And it could still, it could be sexy, even if it's not like a specific zone, mm-hmm. erogenous zone that's turning you on. So it's uh, other places that are commonly listed are like inner arms and armpits. And I mean, I just like to be touched, but I don't think I've ever noticed those areas in particular for me. But so I do. One, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to move on. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to move on um, to one of the things that I had listed here is just um, the. I always joke that I have the perpetual fourteen-year-old boy in me because I like seeing um, titillating like things on the TV. Sh- on you know, a sexy woman on TV could be really hot. Get me in the mood. Wanna wanna fuck you or? Oh yeah, me too. Um, sexy shows like I love watching Swing Town. It makes me. Like, it's just a comedy that was on NBC, but, I mean, it's about swinging, and even though you don't actually see, it's not explicit, that, that show gets me turned on. But in this, in, in the progressive world... Masters that, of Sex is one, too. In this, in the progressive world that we live in, um, a lot of that's being, um, 
it's being try to be it's being downplayed that you know you don't want to ob- objectify but i still i'll admit it as as progressive as i am as a person mm-hmm. i still like to see some sexy bodies i like the you know if i um oh it's, it's oh youtube likes you to see sexy bodies too well, well what's fun- <laughs> youtube keeps subjects suggesting well, some yeah, funny a, videos yeah you, you watch a couple of like uh, you watch the sexy videos and YouTube keeps subscribing. But Victoria's Secret show once or twice Ozark, on YouTube. And- Ozark's a good one that like things can draw me in. I remember back before Ozark became a thing. Now it's kind of it's not it's it's I I would say Ozark is still blowing up in terms of like getting bigger. It hasn't reached its zenith yet, but it's getting to be a show that people are are talking lot, about. Yeah. Are talking about. But I remember back when season one was getting ready to Netflix was, was promoting season one. It hadn't started airing yet. I remember the trailer for the, for that. I still remember the trailer. I don't remember every single shot, but I remember, you know, it looked like something to do with Jason Bateman mm-hmm. with money, um, some sort of either mob or so, 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 something was going on going on. But then like shots inside of a strip club. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> my, like, like, uh, like, um, it, it, mob it brought you in mob violence and sexy strip club let me check out this show out like that definitely played a role in it like you're watching season oh, one and the people who made the trailer knew that that would happen i mean they, and, and there's no doubt that was on purpose and you're currently watching season one and so like there's a lot of um scenes there's in, some banging. in that strip club but like you can get me i i, I still have oh that. yeah we just watched the jennifer um god what's her name jennifer lopez movie where she plays hustlers oh yeah yeah is that what it's called yeah, yeah. Or I mean, had to watch that. Of but course. you can you can still get me with like uh, you can appeal Sex sells, you Danny. can appeal to that teenage boy in me. You uh, throw in a couple of. Um, I don't hot, think it's even the teenage boy. I think it's just the the male. Well, that, side. I'm just like, catering to the uh, you know the stereotype yeah. of the of, and, and so it's it's funny. Like I don't mind. Like I read, like we've talked about on the show a lot and we talk about it on talking geek a lot is, Mm -hmm. you know, we read comics a lot and I don't mind it when, um, a woman's drawn scantily clad. I was just reading, I was just listening to a podcast, uh, review some Superman comics and they were going on and on about how the artists like drew Superman, drew Lois Lane, like way too sexy. And I was thinking, I, I love those pages. She looks, (laughs) she, she looks fucking hot in, in, and, uh, and they were talking I'm, about how I'm not she a was big being fan. objectified. And... I'm not a big fan when the the bodies are like so far from realistic that it's like a woman couldn't even look that way. That uh, I don't like, but it was, drawing it was sexy more, is fine. Yeah, but in, especially in comic books, you know, the men the men are drawn ridiculous too. It's true. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. And so what's funny is I was um, I put in the notes here to talk about this quote that I was just watching um, while I was doing some work in the basement while you were probably diddling upstairs. <laughs> May well have been three or four weeks ago, or it's been since we've been home. It was probably about a month ago. I was doing some work down in the basement um, after the kids went to, went to bed, and I was watching uh, the classic, the the classic gem, uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> and then I decided, oh, nobody well, thinks that's well, a classic. Well, this gem. is so good. I'm gonna listen to the commentary while I do work. So I rolled right from the movie into the commentary, <laughs> and Joel Schumacher um, is the director of the of both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And he was, I don't remember what the context in terms of why he brought it up in the commentary itself, but he said, he's he's like, I've been, I've been accused of objectifying or trying to, sh- oh, it was, it was talking about Nicole Kidman actually mm-hmm. in Batman mm-hmm. Forever. And, and he's like, she throw- plays Catwoman. Of course no, she she's is, not. doesn't she's, she? Or no, she Nicole play? Kidman is just like a, a, oh. a therapist in Batman Forever. Um, she's not a 
powered character. She actually uh, was a character created for that movie too. But he was saying in actually talking about Nicole Kidman that he's, he's like, I've been accused throughout my career of objectifying and, you know, showing, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but showing hot women and, and hot men. He's, he's, um, he's uh, notorious. Uh, he's, he's gay and mm-hmm. he's admitted. He's like, I've probably slept with over 40,000 men. Oh my gosh. that's a lot. But he was saying, he's like, I've been accused of objectifying men and women in my films. And he goes, I still, can't find the problem in that. <laughs> and I was like, right on. Like, if you want to show some sexy, like, now I think there, of course, I want to pull my head out of my ass for a second and say, like, we, sh- we should be progressive in the sense that, like, it shouldn't all be about that. Like, there should be, like, we should move forward in the world, but there should also yes, be and, room for... Yes, and we for, support the Me Too movement and all that yeah, stuff, Yeah, but too, there yes. should be room for sexiness. Agreed. And I like... And, and being sexy doesn't necessarily have to be objectified either. I think... It's very rare that I am watching something or reading something that's um, visually oriented, be it a TV show, a movie, or a mm-hmm. comic book, or whatever, and think, oh, that woman is... She should be covered up more. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very, very rare for me, so... Those are some sexy turn-ons. Yeah, I agree. I, I I like visual media very much, although I will say reading a sexy scene in a book does it for me too. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I don't read... Oh, good point. I, didn't I don't read up. romance novels. Like, I, I don't read the, you know, the kind of books that have Fabio on the cover or anything like that, although maybe I should. Um, but I do like a good sexy story as well. And, and I used to read sexy erotica online back in the day. I haven't read any of that in a long time, but... We, myself... In particular, but the audience needs you to read some of your some erotica too. <laughs> That's fucking hot stuff. Yeah, I guess I can't say I don't have the time. It's been, I mean, we're home all the time. No, I just, I disagree. I, I have to be inspired to, to have, write something. What's funny is we don't have any more time. I feel like than we did before we were staying home because we still are working, and so even though you know we're yeah working we're still putting in a full and day. trying to get the kids you know doing their um, schooling. Uh, so even though it's like the joke, not, not a joke. Cause I think there are a lot of, are a lot of people in that boat. Oh yeah. But for us, yeah, we're home a lot more. We, I don't have any, I mean, we are, are, um, lucky enough that we have roles that can be done at home. A I, lot I of don't feel are like I have right any now. more free time than we had before, but going to what you were saying, I completely forgot about prose, um, in an, in, a sexy book can do it for me. I mean, I can get wet well, reading even, a sexy like scene for well, sure, easily. The, the go-to thing that I can go, that um, I can look to and I can literally look to it right now is I remember being in middle school and reading uh, Mario Pet, Adventures. Is that what you just pointed? And to? reading <laughs> Pet Cemetery for the first time. And Stephen King knows how to write some sex scenes sometimes. And he does. Yeah. There's actually a sex scene early on in Pet Cemetery, probably like the first. Um, Within like probably the first fifty pages, and I still remember reading that. It had an, that's how much of an impression it had. I still remember reading like where I was sitting reading that. I was actually in school, like in class. Oh jeez! Because I just checked it out from the library, so it couldn't have been that far in. Because I I think I checked it out and was like reading it in the first sitting mm-hmm. during like a free a free hour or whatever. Um, yep. Or whatever, and I can remember the sex scene. Uh, before the shit hits the fan in that book, and so I remember reading a sex scene in Bag of Bones too. Like it just now yeah, that one was... I don't remember, but I like a sex scene in or I mean I, I like sex scenes in anything, but a sex scene in an in an unexpected place like you know you're reading a horror uh, uh, mm-hmm. horror you know Stephen King or or reading whatever and you encounter a, a sex scene that's that's extra hot I feel like I agree 
I'm reading the stand. There's lots of sex in it. You're reading the. It's um, not super graphic, but there's still plenty of sex. What's funny is you're reading the the um the, the unabridged the unabridged version full length, which I have read all before. Eleven hundred pages. You had not. Long. You have not read it. So this is your first reading through the stand. Correct. Yes. We will be doing a talking geek on the stand sometime later this year, but um I've already I've read the unabridged a couple of times, but I had a copy that I got. Um, a while ago that I acquired of the abridged and I've never read the abridged and I would say the abridged doesn't have that much sex. You're like, Oh, the, the, well, he cut 400 pages out. It's got to come out from somewhere. So like there's, there's not the sex. There's a lot of talking about sex, like characters talking about having sex with other people, but the, but you don't actually, it's not portrayed that much in the abridged version so I'm he's missing not out. super detailed but it's I'm missing there. out there's jerking off there's sex i mean hey it might be post-apocalyptic but people still gotta get their shits and giggles right so so other sexy turn-ons that i would say for um another one for myself is this one's not from an unexpected place though like um during during swinging events or like when, when we're hanging out with uh lifestyle friends like seeing mm-hmm. you being flirtatious with with a guy and um getting getting sexy with 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 another man gets me pretty pretty hot i like that i like watching you flirt as well and sometimes you get a little you you like to make out that's not as much it doesn't turn me off but that's not a turn on but watching you flirt and dance and stuff turns me on also so lots of good things i mean some things within the realm of normal and other things that maybe you wouldn't consider all the time but oh i wanted to mention um uh heels i'm definitely a heels man without a doubt that is i mean that's that's also not uh mm-hmm. the, the the most of the point i just of this like episode. a man to be put together looking good smelling yeah. good but i've always said you know um that sexy heels can take a woman up to two points on a, on a 10 point scale i've always now you know that could be plus or minus uh but depends I, on the heel but yeah i like a, a sexy heel uh um i should just start wearing sexy heels around the house like i'm not going to work but just start wearing my heels so i can oh get those god. so i can get those extra two points in oh my god i would have to fuck you all the time like <laughs> aren't you doing that now anyway well true but i yeah i'm and to the point that like literally we were watching uh what, what were we watching and you, and you know that i like heels and you're like look 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 at her heels, and then we had to like rewind the show. Jess O'Reilly's I... heels huh? oh. on swing. Oh yeah, we and were... they like very briefly showed up underneath the table on like this establishing <sighs> shot at the beginning, and I was like, "Ooh, oh, not <laughs> and the best." Then ex- we rewound three times. Not the best so example you could see it. because we were already like it was already know, a sexy in, in a thing sexy anyway. Mood. Yeah, but yeah, you'll call out. We'll, we'll be watching something, and and if I and if I don't already notice it, you'll call out the. Uh, sexy heels that somebody's wearing or you know you know i i do i like it that's all that i have too so good good idea this is a this was your 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 topic for mm-hmm. turn-ons and i we th- can th- thank the pantry for that <laughs> and we might have to thank it later <laughs> that's all we have do you want to tell them where they can contact us email us and follow us and everything yeah um if you have any fun ideas of places or things that are turning you on while you're stuck at home and the social distancing era, email us. We're at swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash swingingaround. No G at the end of swinging. And there you can actually check out one of 
my original erotic um, writings that I that I've read. And we are swinging-around.com, which is really just our blog posts with all of our episodes. And you can follow us on Twitter at swingingaroundnog at the end of swinging as well. All right, everybody, stay sexy and stay swinging. Right.